But Dad, isn't it time for illegal ham in the face? But bro, where's the banjo? Some Cleveland sports shows try to give you hot takes, but only one can give you a big old piece of hot ham. Welcome to Illegal Ham to the Face. Talking all Cleveland sports. And don't forget our Fat Boy Tuesday, where we also ham it up with some fun food topics. Without further ado, let's serve up some ham. Here are the Ham Boys, Fatty, Fatty. and Big Bry. And Big Bry. See, I, Sherry, I told you, if you leave it up and you forget about it, it starts out with this thing right at the beginning of the show. See, amateur hour on this side. What is going on, everybody? I am that fat guy. He is Big Bry, cracking one cold one open right now. What you got, big fella? Little Mount Rocky Top Mountain Range. There it is. Cool. Yep, silver bullet. Silver bullet. We'll bring Sherry in here at the beginning for a little bit before we boot her out for our Fat Boy Tuesday. What's going on, Sherry? Hello, hello, gentlemen. Sherry? Happy Tuesday. Happy Fat Boy Tuesday. It's all all day for yeah. me. It is definitely Fat Boy Tuesday. So we're going to get our rundown tonight. Our show is brought to you by Harold Keel and Lake Erie APA. Got the APA garb on right now. I want to thank Harold for sponsoring us ever since we started. Bri, in two weeks, I have got a huge surprise for you. Can't wait to tell you that. Uh, also, we'll be tonight talking a little bit of guards, a little bit of NBA playoffs. We'll be ranking Andrew Berry's job so far here in Cleveland. We will be doing, Bri, it's your favorite time of year. Let me <clears throat> let me warm up the pipes here. <clears throat> we are going to do the illegal ham to the face schedule game as we get ready for the Brown season coming up. That's Bri's favorite. I've time. yet to play. I haven't played yet this year. I've I've withheld myself from even. Looking over the entire, I mean, I've seen the schedule, but I haven't memorized it, so I'm now, we excited. Probably we probably won't do, like, the uh, the big winners and losers. Like, we will wait till closer to uh, preseason to go through that. But we'll pick out some marquee games that we want to see, and uh, especially one that we got penciled in right now for our wonderful people at Melt Bar and Grilled. So stay tuned for that big announcement coming up. Um, we will also be getting into Fat Boy Tuesday. Sherry has brought to us the International Pickle Day is today. We will be talking pickles on Fat Boy Tuesday. And then she came up with your top three dream cars, Brian. I mean, I have three picked out. I showed you. I sent you last night the picture wow. I made because that's okay. how excited I was. So <laughs> we're going to have a good time today. So, Sherry, thank you for joining us. Do you have anybody to shout out before we boot you off until Fat Boy Tuesday? Um, oh, the pressure. I'm going to give Justin a shout out for being in the comments. Justin, in hot right out of the gate, huh? Hot well, right out of the gate. We got to shout out your man, though. About Which it. one? Let me get the interview. Right for well, the end. <laughs> <laughs> you like that well done. Uh, yeah, yeah, that was a good one. That's a, he's, not, he's at the gym now. It's her other guy. Yes. I'm going to Linda Richmond my way back to the... <laughs> Green room. <laughs> All right, sure. We'll see you on Fat Boy Tuesday. Okay. All right, big fella. Do you have any shout outs this week? Um, I don't 
not so let me shout out the only one i was i could think of really was uh our boy jose uh sounded like he had a good uh operation and Everything went well, so I don't know if he's listening to this episode or maybe we'll catch him next time. But uh, great news to hear that he's doing okay. And uh, yeah, I've been thinking a lot about him. Yes, he is out. He is still pulled. I still can't believe it happened, Bri, but he's healthy. Everything went well, and he is on the recovery road now. Um, other shout outs we got to give out uh, Kevin Arnold, friend of the show, friend of ours, Bri, had their baby boy. So he is a big one i think it was a nine, nine pounder bry i believe awesome so awesome. They, they welcome new one today is always positive jay's birthday he is a whopping 41 years old today so happy birthday always positive jay looks good for 41 i know and nick paulus our other friend of the show his baby will be coming out of the NICU soon so cannot wait for mikey to get out of that so other than that you know this is where we're at. Happy Mother's Day to all the mothers that we missed last week uh, before the shout-out. So we got that. And the last shout-out, Top Dog Tailgates this weekend, Bri. Saturday, 1 to 7. Still need some help with some things, with some burgers and some buns and stuff. Please reach out to him if you can help him out. And on that note, we're done with shout-outs. Oh, sorry. I'm just a porch right now. I was mowing rough. <laughs> you know how it is when it gets dry. It just gets plus the can't be that dry today, right? With the illegal ham to the face schedule game, kind of got me all <clears throat> got me all clumped. it's been sure. a while. Hey, I'm excited. That's just oh, I did minus the combat. Oh yeah, I forgot about that. Growing up, Fatty lived on the other side of cornfield. I used to walk over to Justin's house and we played the Bill Lambeer combat basketball. Oh, wow. Is that for Nintendo? Yeah. We had a blast on it, too. And then found out Bill, Lambert, that one. Bill Lambert is an asshole, and it was hard to beat his team. So. That, that's why it was combat basketball. I remember uh, Arch Rivals. My uh, my cousin had Arch Rivals. It was almost like, um, uh, remember Blades of Steel? Oh, yeah. For Nintendo? Oh, yeah. Oh, it was yeah. almost okay. like Blades of Steel to where like it was a basketball game, but you could fight in the middle of it so you could like run up and just deck the guy it was almost like uh nba jam before nba jam yeah super nintendo system we had a blast craig is here what's going on craig well brian we do have a new pup tonight from our other sponsor city dogs cleveland and we will get to him here right about now because it is your turn for some trivia Like I said, our trivia is always brought to you by City Dogs Cleveland, where we give an adoptable dog out every week during our trivia time. And this week, Bri, you're going to love it. His name's Rocket. All right. <laughs> you ready? Toledo. You ready to see this face, Bri? Mm-hmm. And here we go. This is Rocket. Look at this playful pup. Wow. Let me bring up his uh, wonderful bio. Rocket is an out-of-this-world personality. He is charming, sweet, lovable goof. One word consistently comes up to describe him as dopey. 
Well, with that face, <laughs> I don't know. Look at that face. I mean, how can you not say <laughs> dopey with that guy? Oh, that's great. He is sweetly lean <laughs> into your affection when it's time to take a break and watch the world go by. That being said, has been great at picking up on basic training with the volunteers and has learned to sit and down. He is attentive, eager, and easy to please with gentle treats. Rocket also is social and playful meeting dogs in a play group with a softer demeanor. He has been sensitive about pressure on his neck, but walks well with a harness on. He would likely enjoy a low-key home where he could be a couch potato. He is estimated to be around three years old and weigh 48 pounds. And that is our dog of the week to adopt. His name is Rocket. What a cute pup that is, Bry. Cannot wait to see if somebody gets him adopted. And go Browns. There it is. Craig said go Browns. Uh, Casey, Casey's here. Said look at that good boy. Yeah, it's. Yep. Can't wait for that. Uh, we are tentative before we do the trivia, Brian. We are tentative October 22nd. Uh, we are going to do a Browns pregame and viewing party at Melt Bard and Grilled. And we are going to do it for City Dogs Cleveland this time, Brian. So we will be there early on the away game against the Colts. And we will have some fun. We are in the works now getting everything set up. We are penciled in in case something changes, but I want to give everybody a heads up. October 22nd, come party with the ham because the ham is going to show up and show out. And Matt Fish has got some stuff stored uh, in store for us there. There's some talks about maybe a cornhole tournament, maybe a chicken wing contest. You never know. You never know what's going to happen there. So stay tuned. We'll be broadcasting that throughout until season starts. So hopefully we'll get a lot of people in and get some donations for City Dogs Cleveland. But, Bri, it is your turn for your trivia question and what you got for me today. Sure. Since you brought up the NFL, let's go NFL trivia. And don't put down your phones. Don't Everybody out there, don't be looking up your FanDuel app. Um, I was browsing around, and, and I'm looking for – the NFL team that has the longest odds to win their division. And it was startling because they're the second longest odds is plus 1200. I can't even remember who that is. This team has plus 2400 to win their uh, division. So double uh, half the chances of the next worst one. So yeah. Who's got the longest odds? To win just their division, not just... Just their division. Just their division. Just their division. Yep. Oh, I got a few teams in mind. Okay. There's like a handful, but I'm... Yep. It's, it's still going to be tough. Yeah, it was shocking to me that uh, this one team is that much worse than everyone else, at least in Vegas. I mean, honestly, to me, don't look at all these power rankings. Just look at what Vegas thinks. Because everyone's power rankings has a bias. You know, we, we know the teams or ESPN, the national media is kind of biased against the Browns because of the Deshaun Watson thing and how that all went down. So look at Vegas. Look look what they say. And that's the truth about how they feel about teams. All right. Uh, Casey's got his, uh, <laughs> his guess in already. And... Justin said, thanks, Casey, but they're talking about the dog at the moment when he said, look at that good boy. Oh, Justin, <laughs> I love you. It is going to be good. All right. 
So I don't know if Chris is in right now, but we do got to get into our Cleveland headlines here, Bry. So hopefully he's here for the uh, the wonderful bump and the yeah. little bump music we got going on. And Brian, the Cleveland headlines are coming in as well as about 12 teams have come in and hit our comments right now. People are guessing who the team is that is dead last to win their division, which I can't wait to answer this one because that's probably going to be somebody that. Let's see some of the guesses. Well, we got the Cardinals is one of them. Okay. Justin said Detroit, Texans, or Saints. Detroit's good. So we got we got some in Detroit. Detroit should win. Detroit's Detroit's good. I mean, their 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 division's garbage now. Now that Aaron Rodgers is gone. All right, now, Brian, I know you didn't want to. In your in your wonderful words, the Guardians are a buzzkill right now because they just. <laughs> and I get I was it. A, I'm a little bitter because I, I I watched the entire game on Friday night, and that was the game where they pulled ahead late, and then Classe blew it. So, yeah, still a little bitter from that. I I get it, but Brian, guess what? When it's time, you know, we're questioning things and everything's kind of going downhill. Somebody gets hot and it's not Jose. It's not anybody else. Josh Naylor comes out of nowhere and catches on fire. And we start joking around like we seriously, it's going to change every day with somebody like it's going to happen. Josh Naylor, three consecutive walk offs, eight inning or worse. That's the only Indians player to do it uh, or Guardians player to do it. So. For him to walk off, you know, not even walk off, but get to go ahead from the eighth inning on, yeah, he is, and he is a ball of fire because I start laughing when I see that chunker running around the bases, and he is just hamming it up with everybody as he goes around. So that is my new, I think that should be our illegal ham to the face favorite uh, baseball player is Josh Naylor. <laughs> oh, I, yeah, I could have told you that just by looking at a picture of him. That he was going to be our guy. <laughs> also, when you headbutt the head coach, when you come off after hitting a home run, I mean that that guy uh, that guy's got some serious serious issues, and I don't know what it is, but I like it. He's a little crazy. He's a little hefty. He fit right in. <laughs> but man, two some home runs, catch from fire, and especially when he doesn't hit lefties, they came up. They did very good against the Angels. The Twins have taken a little back step. The only thing is, though, is with this whole thing, Jose Ramirez is going to be out right now for a little bit. Um, <laughs> he did not see the game. He got picked off at second base and got his hand stomped on. He got cleated. Um, it's day-to-day. They haven't really come out and said what it is about, but as of tonight, he'll be out of the lineup for a little bit until they figure out what's going on. Um, here's Brian Dick said the Bieber is going to be traded at deadline this summer. Hate to say it, but it's see it on horizon could possibly well happen, but you know, you never know with Cleveland, especially with all their injuries at starting pitcher right now, unless they get some people back. So, but you know, Brian, you know, we joked around like, are we worried? Should we worry about them? Now I'm still worried about some of the bats in the lineup. I really am. But as of right now, as long as you start winning series and start putting some stuff together, Let's go. And I got I got to give a shout out to the fans. They said the one night there was like 23,000 fans there. That's huge for Cleveland. Oh, yeah. 
Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, once the weather starts getting nice, we'll start coming out as, as long as they're still in the hunt. Um, just because it's a giant party. Let me uh, let me say it, it is Dick's fault, Brian, uh, because he said that I was watching the game with him on Friday, and he said, "Oh, I'm going on Fanduel, and I'm going to put a bunch of money on uh, well, not a bunch of money, but uh, put a couple bucks on on the Guardians to win." And I'm like, "Nope," because he told me like an hour before. He's like, uh, "Whatever I say." Just do the opposite. Kind of a George Costanza thing. Whatever I do, do the opposite because that's going to be right. But he swore. He's like, yep. You watch the Guardians are going to come back. And, and they did. But then they blew it in the end. So uh, there were a couple people around us that uh, made some bank on that. But, I mean, that's why you can't bury the Guardians at this point. Because all it takes is one guy to get hot for a series or a week or two weeks. And we play in so many one or two run games that if you can get one guy to hit a couple home runs or something like that, or have, you know, three, four runs batted in, in a game and do it multiple games in a week. Yeah. Those that turns losses into wins. So that's why it is a frustrated as I am with them as upset as I am with them. I, I just can't quit them because the baseball season, as we know, is so damn long. And, um, you know, in two weeks, in a week, we could be three games up on the Twins instead of three games behind them. So, yeah, you just kind of ride it out. You got to be patient, and, and that's the name of the game. Um, it doesn't doesn't really fit into what we do in sports talk, um, but we want to react to what we've seen most recently and get upset about uh, – uh, the last series, but you know, you just have to uh, have the perspective uh, because, yeah, what do we got? 110, 120 games left. So who knows where it'll go from here? Uh, well, it's 160. Yeah, we got about 110 games left. But you know, it, Bry, you know, I know we overreact early in the season, and it's just, it just sucks for us because. We've never had one of the teams like Tampa Bay that just come out on fire and go like 19 and two right out of the gate. And it's like, if you get that 19 to two right out of the gate, guess what? I mean, you only need 70 more wins and you're in the playoffs at that point in time. It's like, oh, okay, sign me up. You got just, but you know, I guess we're just never going to be that kind of team. And we just got to hold off on the overreactions until about June, let's just say June 6th maybe even Father's Day weekend, and then just go from there. Just let him play the first 60, do it in quarters, 60, 60, 60. And if that first 60, you're not doing so good and it's not looking good, then you can overreact after that. I, you know, I just, I bring it up just to get a conversation going. Like, you know, you and I talk like, come on, are we going to really overreact about this now? But, you know, when you see people batting a whopping 211, 210, 198, 156 you start to worry a little bit like you start to think going my fat ass can at least get one hit in 10 tries right like i man you would think right like i, I could like, lay down a bun or something like i could half swing and just bloop one into left field it's like <laughs> can one of these guys just like and i mean i i can lean in and take one like dorn just lean in and take the pitch just get on base <laughs> like just you know take one for the team dorn like that's whatever you got to do. But I mean, some of these guys are button trying to get on base because they're just not confident in their swing right now. And it is not good. 
So the name on the door is Cleveland, and the mantra is nothing is given, everything is earned. So mm-hmm. <laughs> we're we're not it's not in the cards for us to start out nineteen and two and then just cruise to a playoff berth. It's gonna be difficult, especially with this team. All the one-run games we play, it's going to be – I have a hard time believing that we're going to start blowing out teams. And, uh, you know, but thankfully we got a pretty good closer, even though he's struggled as of late. So that's uh, that's where he can be key in our success. Well, stay tuned next week for our next Guardians update because it might be down the dumps again for your Cleveland Guardians. We're actually <laughs> in Chicago tonight playing the White Sox, which they should be – first pitch should be right about now, so – Tune in to the Bally Sports Plus 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 Network and see if you can't catch your Guardians playing. If not, you might as well just listen to Hammy on the radio like the rest of the world does because you can't watch your baseball team play. So on that note, Bry, we did get some very exciting news this weekend. The Browns made a trade for a pro bowler and a pass rusher. Zadarius coming to Cleveland. Three-time Pro Bowler, had 10 sacks last year, got plagued with a little bit of injuries from the Vikings. We gave up two fifth-round picks. We got him a sixth and a seventh in a restructured contract. Bry, how excited are you about this move that Andrew Berry did? I mean, what a deal. Uh, it was. It kind of came out of left field. Nobody was expecting it. Everyone just thought that – uh. The Browns are done with uh, making moves, and we feel pretty good about our team. But uh, it, it just points to another fact of they're all in for this year, and I, I fully support that because looking at their schedule and uh, you know maybe getting a little bit of a break this year and the teams that you play, uh, we'll get into the schedule later, but it's pretty manageable for the vaunted AFC Um you know, we play the worst division in the AFC, and we play a manageable schedule in the NFC, too. So other than our division games, now's the time to go all in. You know, all these guys are in their prime. We, we think that uh, it'll take some time for uh, Deshaun to kind of settle in and hopefully regain his form from a couple of years ago. But why not? Especially, if you know, I give Andrew Barry a ton of credit for this move, um, you know, not knowing – what was going on behind the scenes or, uh, you know, did other teams know that Darius Smith was available for, uh, for just a couple of fifth round picks. Um, but you know, he was leaving no stone unturned and, you know, to do it, to get a guy, a proven veteran like this defense needs, especially at a position that we were all kind of like, okay, they got a bunch of young unproven guys, but, uh, but it would nice, be nice to have somebody in there that brought some leadership and some stability and somebody who's had proven success in this league time and time again. And he went out and he found a way to do it. Now, my initial reaction was um, like, okay, he's a great player. I know the name um, and he's put up some numbers, but I worried a little bit that, uh, that he was a linebacker. And I don't know if he's ever been strictly a defensive end before. Um, maybe he has, I, I'm not sure, but, uh, yeah, that was my only first concern, but he's a pass rusher. So whether you play linebacker or you just play defensive end and get after the pass, the quarterback, uh, you know, it, it's all kind of the same thing. So he did, he's played inside, he's played outside. He's played pretty much the, 
So like three, four, he would be TJ Watt. He'd be that outside blitzer. Right, right. For the so Ravens, he, I remember him there. Yeah, but he's still big enough that he can play at the end. Like he's two, I think two fifty or two sixty. So you can sure. still hold it on the edge and everything else. So what what he's going to do for your Cleveland Browns is one, it's going to take some pressure off of Miles Garrett. You actually do have a legit pass rusher now on the other side of Miles Garrett, and also give Miles Garrett a break from time to time. You know, especially on the downs, you don't need Miles Garrett out there. You have a guy out there that can actually plug in and take him for him. Also gives you veteran leadership, gives you a Pro Bowl leadership on this team. Even though we did have Clowney, it is a cleaner version of Clowney. He is not going to get hopefully butt hurt and not want to go out and play certain plays and all that stuff. And the great thing is with Jim Schwartz's defense, how he likes to call it, those front four, yeah, Craig Foster says six four two seventy two. Wow. So yeah, that's so a big he's boy. Yeah, so, Miles Garrett size exactly. And at that point in time, you got another Miles Garrett. The other kids can learn underneath, he, and he's still got um, oh god, Oboe and Rockro. I, I still say it right, Okoronkwo. Okoronkwo. I was close. You were I close. Obanaya. See, I. I I've been practicing because I thought that would be our starting defensive end, but I guess not. Well, and the good thing is, is you still have him. But the great thing is, is what they said for him is he could play inside tackle. He could play outside. And with Jim Schwartz being able to move those guys around, I think you're going to see a lot of Miles Garrett not on the edge that much anymore. I think he's going to move Miles Garrett wherever he's got the best uh, lineup and best chance to get at the quarterback, whether it be inside or outside. And I can't wait to see that because I think Jim Schwartz is going to move this defensive line around. And I think it's actually going to get after the quarterback a lot better because we do have great guys on the back end that are great with man coverage. And we don't play it that often. But when we did, Bry, Miles Garrett was always in the backfield getting somebody. So let's see how this works out. Uh, I think it's a huge pickup because you really didn't give up that much. I mean, two fifth no, rounders. Hardly anything. You still got a sixth and a seventh back and him. And it's a contract year for him, so he's probably wanting to play good, so he gets another contract. So, you know, it's just kind of a win-win situation, especially the way it was restructured and everything. So I am so happy for this. I'm glad they got a legit pass rusher. Um, as of right now, do you think they're going to make any more big moves? Because I don't think they're going to make any big moves. Might be a couple side moves they do, but I don't think – I think this was probably their last swing at a big move. Yeah, it's hard to imagine where um, where they might think they need to improve a lot. Um, you know, the, we all said going into the offseason, you got to get better wide receiver. They made moves to get better wide receiver. You got to get better on the defensive line, um, signed a free agent, selected one with one of your higher draft picks, defensive tackle, um, and then signed a couple of uh, – or, well, traded for one and signed a defensive end. So – I mean, unless they think they can get like a, a linebacker that's like unhappy in his situation, that's a proven veteran. But I think they think probably like we do that uh, they kind of did that a little bit last year, signing Deion Jones. And I can't remember if he's back or not. He might not be, but uh, but just getting Walker back and, you know, everyone kind of attributes the downfall to the defense last year with his injury. Um, so, yeah, it's honestly, it's hard to think of a position where they really need to improve that I don't feel really good about. Um, even going, you know, too deep, you know, if we have, we're kind of set up, I think, in 
Uh, we didn't even talk about the signing of McLeod, I think it was, uh, from the Colts last week, the safety, uh, giving you some depth <laughs> at that position. And then you got you have depth at a ton of positions. It's, it's crazy, you know, other than maybe running back. But uh, I guess they're high on Jerome Ford. McLeod um, was at Kansas City. He was with the Colts, I thought. I thought he was a can. Who's who's uh, uh, Thornhill. Thornhill? Yeah, Juan Thornhill. Yeah, we did get McLeod from. Uh, yeah. yeah, Juan Thornhill will be your starter and yeah. uh, Delpit, I would think. But uh, getting McLeod, who's like, you know, he's older, but he's got a ton of experience in the league uh, as your third safety. Yeah, I just I feel really good. I mean, it just just the additions of Jim Schwartz and a much better. Um, Deshaun Watson is just going to do unbelievable things for this team. So I'm, it's hard not to get too excited about it, but I kind of feel myself like trying to calm myself down and not get too hyped because, you know, the AFC is obviously just a murderer's row. Yeah. But I don't see why you can't include the Browns in the discussions. And those people don't want to do it for whatever reason. Maybe they have their own agendas, but, uh, yeah, it's just honestly, it's just the past. The Browns being terrible and letting us down every single year—that's the reason why uh, people are reluctant. Well, we'll see what happens, Brian. But as of right now, Browns fans have got to be happy with this move. And with this move, and Drew said the uh, North is going to be hectic, and yes, it will be. Yeah, it's a gauntlet row there, but. With this move, Bry, I, I actually went to the polls, Bry, and I put a poll out on Twitter and Facebook. Listen to this, Bry. We had 538 votes on this, and I said, what grade, if you had to grade Andrew Barry, what grade would you give him so far in his Browns tenure, right? Mm-hmm. With everything going on with drafts, with movements, with everything else, how would you grade Andrew Barry's GM job here in Cleveland? Now, Bri, with five over 500 votes, what did you think the majority grade was? We had A, B, C, D, and then worse. Um, given the timing when you asked the question, I would say most people would say B. Okay. That is our Facebook fans. Facebook came in with overall B was a majority. It was around 50% on that one. Uh, a lot of A behind it, but then a lot of people chimed in and said, well, you can't really tell it's incomplete because you don't know what's going to happen. And I, I get that, but at the time, it was like a spur of the moment. I hate that answer. Incomplete. You could give you could give incomplete for anything ever. Well, so, ask me again in 30 days. Ask me again in two years. We just don't know. No, I'm asking you right now. Pick, pick a side. Sorry. Go ahead. The great thing is, though, is Twitter picked a side. A Good. was on Twitter's side. A came out three percent. So thirty three, forty three, forty three. So forty three for that, and then the let's see here, forty six was A, forty one percent was B, nine, and then three was D or worse. So I mean, so far everybody's thinking that Andrew Barry has done good. Now draft wise, eh, yeah, that's why you got. That's why. That's why I think you got down to B. Free agent wise, though, he's done some magical stuff to bring people in here. And at least fill holes that, you know, deemed be the Amari Cooper trade, you know, things of that nature. I know, Justin, I know you said F. I, I saw that clear as day. And, but I gave 
and if I have to give Andrew Barry a grade so far on his GM career here in Cleveland, Brian would give him a B minus. Now, if his drafts would have been a lot better, that B might move up to a B plus. But his drafts have been kind of suspect. He has picked out some people in the later rounds that have worked out, like you know our wonderful third pound pick from uh, Northwestern last year. You know, but there's also ones that he swung and you're still having questions about Jed Wills. You're having questions about having questions. Anthony Schwartz still can't catch a cold, let alone a football, Um, you know, just things of that nature. So I'm going to give him a B minus C plus. So Brian, how would you grade a B? We are on the exact same page. I thought when you were talking, asking this question, I said, yeah, I think a B's sounds about right. But then I started thinking more about his draft history. And I'm like, right, I'll knock him down to a B minus. I'm trying not to get caught up in the moment of, you know, this is Darius Smith uh, trade. And obviously, think, think back to the Mari Cooper trade. But let's be honest, if if Deshaun Watson is a top five quarterback for the Browns for the next 10 years, it's an A. Um, you know, I, he still has to, I'm not going to completely give him a pass, but uh, he still has to do his job and continue to do about uh, as well a job as he's done the past couple of years. But Deshaun Watson, th- that's the linchpin of uh, of how we're going to look at Andrew Barry. And I'm not even so sure it was 100% his call. I'm pretty sure it wasn't. But, uh, but yeah, you get that franchise quarterback that Cleveland hasn't seen in 30-plus years. Um yeah, we love him, and we would have loved uh, we would have loved John Dorsey if it was Baker Mayfield, but it didn't turn out to be. So, on to the next one. Um, but yeah, B minus. I think you're right there. All right. So, I mean, everybody can fan how they want to fan and believe. I don't like the incomplete, like you said, Bry, because the one incomplete that I got on there that kind of baffled me a little bit, like. We can't really say anything until the Deshaun Watson trade is panned out. And if he wins a Super Bowl or not, if he doesn't win a Super Bowl, it's an F. And it's like, yeah, but guys, we haven't even seen a winning culture in Cleveland. Like we, one guy called into the radio today. We've had one winning season in the last 10 years. I mean, and you start to think about that and you hear it. And then you look at the Steelers who haven't had a losing season in how long, Bry? Before Mike Tomlin. Exactly. I think it's like 20 some odd years they haven't had a losing season. So we have, you know, not in my mouth. But I mean, you know what I'm saying? Like, we got to get, you know, you and I always talk about hurdles and steps that we got to get to. There's a step. Yes, we do have a loaded team, but there's steps (laughs) we got to take beforehand and we got to be consistent. And that's the thing with this Cleveland Browns team is we have all the paper, all the beautiful pride and pro football focus that we have on paper, but until it's consistently done on the football field, Brian, doesn't mean shit. Yeah. Um, and, and that's why, even though it's, it's probably my biggest pet peeve when you ask somebody a question and they say, well, I don't think we can, we really know yet. Ask me again in a year, year and a half. Like, no, I'm asking you now pick a side. Um, but yeah, it's, as tough as it's going to be to get to relevance in the NFL and get to a playoff position, it's going to be even tougher to maintain that status. And that's what the good organizations do. But 
like you said, we got to clear one hurdle first. We got to put together a winning season, a playoff uh, appearance, and then let's build on that the following year. Whereas we saw a couple years ago, I don't know if the team just got fat and happy um, after making it to the playoffs, but uh, they kind of took a step backwards and we haven't recovered yet um, from that 2021 season. So yeah, it's, it's a long road. It's not going to be a one season. Hey, we're here. We made it great. It's going to be several years. Um, but as Browns fans, we'll take one playoff appearance and one playoff win. Uh, and then we'll start building off of that. Well, Brian, you ready to do the uh, illegal ham to the face schedule game as I bring it up here off to the side? Can't wait. All right, hold on. Let me let me get her. Let me get her. Hold on. Little little. And now it's time for your illegal ham to the face schedule game. All right, Brian. So I brought up the schedule here off to the side. I did a little Google search and. You know, we got everything going on. They only got two preseason. I thought they had three preseason games. Am I wrong now? Is it just two? I think they have four. No, I think they should have four because every other team has three, and then we're playing in the Hall of Fame game. All right. So, well, we got the pre. The Hall of Fame game is against the Jets, right? That's the yep. that's the big one. All right. Then we got the other preseason against the Eagles, and that's where we are practicing with the Eagles. But the NFL did not do us any favors the first four weeks of the season. We will be playing the Bengals at home at the Steelers Monday Night Football. Titans come to town and the Ravens come to town. So we're playing three division opponents right out of the gate, Bry, and one on Monday Night Football. Now, I wanted September 10th to be our fun-loving show that we were going to have. I'm like, I'm not doing it on a Monday. We can't do no. much. So, Bry, um, how you feeling about the first four games? Um, that's definitely a gauntlet because we really don't know what the Titans are going to do. But they didn't do the Browns any favors with giving us the Bengals, the Steelers, and the Ravens three out of four weeks. Yeah, I mean, they can't. They did you a favor last year in your first four, and they can't do it every single year. So, so I'm not too butthurt about that, but. Look at the bright side. I think, what, three of the four are at home? Is that correct? Three of the four. So the Bengals, our home opener is against the Bengals, then the Titans, and then yeah. the Ravens. Yeah, so we got a bit of a break there. Um, and, and I, I kind of like it. Uh, you know, it's going to put more pressure on Stefanski. It's going to put more pressure on the team to to be ready come September rather than just lollygagging through uh, – through the preseason, uh, you're going to have to take it serious. You're going to have to be ready for that first game because you will get embarrassed if you're not, um, like they've been in the past. But, yeah, probably realistically, I think maybe you're 2-2 two and two through the first four. I think you lose the first one, and I think maybe you lose against um, Baltimore. But uh, I'd settle for – I'd be okay with a 2-2 two and two start. All right. After that, well, I mean, I – we always play Cincinnati tough, and Cincinnati doesn't get their legs until about halfway through the season. Sure. Steelers, yeah, Monday, night. Last year. Steelers Monday night at Pittsburgh. That's going to be a tough one. Titans, we really don't know what we're going to get with the Titans because they still have Derrick Henry. You don't know with that. And then with Lamar coming back to the Baltimore Ravens, I mean, if you get out of that, that stretch two and two, uh, I think you're doing good. 
and then we can go into the bye week and kind of just go from there, which our mm-hmm. bye week is week five. And then following the bye week, and I got to bring this up, Brad, because in our comments, our wonderful, wonderful friend that we love so much. Uh, my dad said, oh, and four. Dad, I love you so much. <laughs> well, we're beating the Steelers for sure. Oh, I yeah, mean, so the worst we go is one and three. That's what I thought, right? Yeah. We uh, might lose to the Titans, sure. Jerry, can you bring up our starred comment that I have over on there? Um, it was James had mentioned that the uh, he said we're still not going to beat the 49ers. And I have a starred. There it is. Minus my Niners, LL, just picking. Well, guess what? We play your Niners right after the bye week, big fella. So I can't wait to see what that's going to be like. Hopefully we can smoke them. <laughs> but I can, uh, I can hope, Bri. I can hope. You can hope. You're allowed. We got the Niners, and then we are at the Colts, at the Seahawks, and then we get the Cards at home. Yeah, uh, well, I mean... I'm going to be truthful to myself here. Um, And I think I'm with James. I think even though that game is at home as well, is that correct against the Niners? That is at home. And you know how much Kyle Kyle Shanahan loves Cleveland. Yeah. um, I think even though I'm not a big fan of Kyle Shanahan, I, for whatever reason, he just rubs me the wrong way. I think he's a really good coach, and so I respect him. And Kyle Shanahan versus Kevin Stefanski, I think they have a huge advantage there. And until, you know, thinking back to how – and I think it was Freddie Kitchens at the time, the Monday night game where um, the 49ers just throttled us and embarrassed us. And uh, that's still in my mind. And even though we're coming off a bye and we're at home, we should have the upper hand there. I just I think that Kyle Shanahan will coach circles around Kevin Stefanski, and that's the one game that I really do not feel good about. So I will give that one to the Niners. But then rebounding from that, I think uh, I think you can beat the Colts. Obviously, they're they're nothing special. And then going out to Seattle is going to be tough, but. Following that up with Arizona, who uh, who should hopefully still have Colt McCoy at that time, even though he's not bad. Um, I got two and two again. All right. Then after that, Bri, we go with at Ravens, Steelers at our place. We are at Broncos, at Rams. Yeah. Um, shoot. Just I'm just going off what you're reading here. Uh, yeah, I think you can beat the Steelers again, and I think you can beat the Ravens. Um, and so I think the team starts coming together during this stretch. Um, so I got them three and one over those, those four games. I think I could see them slipping up against uh, either the, the Broncos or as crazy it is. Maybe by that time, the Rams are just going to be phoning it in and trying to tank it out. So you could probably still get them, but I wouldn't sleep on the Rams. They still got a lot of talent on them. So, but three and one, that stretch. There is, and then here, here's, okay. So we got the last five games, which would be Jaguars at home, Bears at home, at the Texans, Jets at home on a Thursday night game, 
And then the Browns at Bengals to be determined. So we have a Christmas Eve game, uh, Browns at Texans. Now, Bri, my biggest thing about this schedule is you got about a one, two, three, four, five, six. You got about a six game here at the end, starting with the Steelers, ending with the Texans. This, I think these six games will make or break your season. If you can hold your own throughout the rest of the season, the Steelers, Broncos, Rams, Jags, Bears, and Texans. I think that stretch is going to make or break your season. Yeah. Yeah, it usually does. Um, the games down the stretch, uh, there's certainly a ton of winnable games in there. Um, and just to maybe look at the schedule as a whole, and I was thinking just in my head, like um, based on last year, and I know it doesn't, transfer over always from one year to the next. Like the teams that are bad last year are going to be bad this year. But there's some similarities there. So I started thinking, I started going through the draft from last year. Who had the number one pick in the draft? The Bears. Mm -hmm. We play them. Who had the number two pick in the draft? Texans. We play them. Who had the number three pick? Cardinals. We play them. Who had the number four pick? Texans had two. Well, they traded up. But I'm I'm just saying, like, you know, the worst records in the league last year. Then you had um, the Colts at four. We play them. And then you had, I think it was, I think Seattle got their pick from Denver. You play them. And then it's like the the Lions got their pick from, from Los Angeles in the Stafford deal. You play them. So you play, like, the six worst teams from last year this year. And so this that's what I mean when I talk about how easy their schedule is, especially for an AFC team, AFC um, North team. I mean, other than our division games, what are the tough games that we have? Maybe the Jets, I guess, because they got Rodgers. Um, and obviously the Niners are going to be a difficult one, but – in 2024, our yeah. schedule is going to be significantly tougher. In 2025, our schedule is going to be significantly tougher. So I applaud everyone for putting the emphasis and having that sense of urgency on 2023. Yeah, yeah, I get you. My dad, God, I love that man. Sounds like a seven-win season. <sighs> dad, I love you. By the way, Sherry, if you don't know, that's my dad right there in the comments, and he is a Steelers fan. He loves Kenny Pickett. He that's, he loves baby uh, hands Kenny Pickett. <laughs> that's um, that's the apple of his eye. He is just all sorts of down there. He like he's eating the Permanti brothers instead of the Paninis. Not that good. I had an eerie. He Not puts French good. fries on his salad like they do in Pittsburgh, like some weird people. Like I, I just it's all right. I mean it's and Sherry by the way, Sherry goes to Pittsburgh all the time, so I really can't say too much about it. I'm sorry, Sherry. But what does she mean by that? What does that mean? She has to go there. And I told her, I'm like, why? She goes, I got family. I'm like, okay, well, that's understandable. Oh, yeah. And my dad, nope. Yeah, well, dad, let's just be honest. You are. You're a closet Steelers fan, and you do it right now. <laughs> just, you know, just rub Explain right. yourself. Yeah, we're going to get you on, and, you know. Is yeah. it, did he jump off the bandwagon because of Pickett? Was he, was he like no. rah-rah with with Roethlisberger, and now that they got Connie Pickett, he's he's done. I mean, that's what most Steelers fans do, right? 
this well the story goes my dad used to be a browns fan okay and then there was a trade that happened with i believe a running back and i'm trying to remember the running back he'll type it in here in a second they got rid of somebody that he really loved and he said never again will i root for the browns and when that happened he just yep now granted i can't really say anything because when i was a child i was a cincinnati Bengals fan so i didn't know anything about the browns didn't even care about the Browns. I didn't even know Cleveland had a team. All I knew was Cincinnati had a left-handed quarterback, and I was left-handed, and that is my God right there. And now I listen to him on the radio, and I want to bash my head into a brick wall because I don't know what he talks about half the time. Is that Boomer? That is Boomer. Gotcha. I didn't know so, he was left-handed. I mean, the schedule, we'll, we'll go through later on, do our picks like we always do. I got 11 and 6 looking at it, though. 11 and 6. So you, you got high hopes. Warfield. I guess compared That's... to uh compared to what we've talked about in in past seasons, but like I said, this is an easy schedule. This is manageable. Well, I won't hold you to that when we actually do our season picks for the year for our pizza slash whiskey that we always do with us. Um, Sherry, you you'll be involved with that picks too. Um, I hope you like whiskey. If not, we'll figure out something for you. But I know you like pizza, so that's a that's a head nod in the background. Um, but Bry, I believe it is time for us to move on and get into our wonderful show, Fat Boy Tuesday with International Pickle Day. You down for that, big fella? Uh huh. Let's do it. And now it's time for Fat Boy Tuesday. All right, with Fat Boy Tuesday, we always bring in Sherry who came up with the International Pickle Day, and I cannot wait to talk about pickles, Sherry, because I am a pickle whore. I identify as pickle whore as well, just because, wait, there's a little bit of a a sidebar. You might not like this. I can't do the sweet pickles. The sweet ones to me, I find. You are not a pickle whore. You are a pickle snob. Oh, no, I'm. (laughs) <laughs> I'm a Jew from the East Coast, my dear boy. <laughs> There's no such thing as sweet pickles in any deli on the East Coast. Anyway, anyway, that being said, that being said, I mean, I'm willing to try again, but I just, the instant, you know, it's just like that, like when a dog spits out a treat, it's just like that. So, so I you, you don't like then. What, what? You don't like sweet relish then? No. Okay. I'm just <laughs> to each their own. I get it. I feel it. like I'm he's judging under that I'm hat. I am. He might be. He might be. He's good at that. I, I am just asking questions. I am setting a base. <laughs> <laughs> so, that being said, I love a kosher dill. I love a whole spicy garlic. I love regular garlic sour, straight sour. Even lesser favorite, half sour, or as Jared calls it, a cucumber. It's a cucumber. <laughs> <laughs> we we talked about this last night a little bit, Bri. I was telling her about Corky and Lenny's and their pickles. Oh, right? I, I know that those are technically half sours, but. But there's no sour to it. It's just a cucumber. There was a, no sour it's a, there. It's a wet cucumber. I get it. I like get it. Like when I think pickle, I think like. 
pickle. Like when I bite into it, and I actually taste like the full cucumber flavor. It upsets you. That is, that is not that is not a pickle. <laughs> That's fair. That's fair. And, but, and uh, uh, Justin, haha, when you said pickle horror, I was going to be good. Seriously. Oh boy. Was, see, I can't even say pickle horror on here. He's, he's coming in hot all all night. Jared's been on fire. Or Justin, sorry. My bad. I told you, I just woke up like an hour ago. Well, drink that coffee out of that Halloween mug. So what questions you got for us with the uh, with pickles? Because Bryce said he's got one a little doozy back here in the background. I'm, you know, I'm extremely curious as what Bry has to <laughs> divulge tonight so we're gonna start with big yeah Rod. let's well, hear, lay it on I'm us a little, i'm a little intimidated at this point um given your stance on the pickles because my revelation that i said i had probably maybe two three weeks ago is i'm kind of digging the uh the bread and butter pickles the sweet pickles. <laughs> yeah well, i a, i think a, if that's what you call the sweet pickles then that's yeah sweet that's, pickle. okay yeah i, I could understand also, that I, um I would consider that a safe pickle for a novice. That is a very, that's a safety pickle. There we go. Novice right here. That that would be me. And it's like when you go ice skating and they put the walker around you, you know? Yep. That's that. Give pickle. me the bumpers. You put get up the, the bumpers. bumpers let me eat the pickle. All right. You're going, you're dipping your toe in the pickles. I get it. Right. Right. Um, I don't know do if I'll ever be a lover of pickle. What's that? Did you do slices or like little jerkins? Um, they're Jerkin, the chips. They're Jerkin. a little, uh, little circular ones. So I think hamburger um, chips. Miss Miss Olive, something like Mount, that. Mount Olive. Mount Olive. Mount yeah. Olive. Thank you. See, I got yeah, off. So. My number one pickle is Batemti. That's like super kosher. I mean, they're the gold standard. But Mount Olive is readily available everywhere. So right All right. now, you're going to, have to give me some of your pickles so I can be bougie too. I'm not bougie. <laughs> I don't get artisan pickles from the farmer's market. I'm going over to Giant Eagle, and I'm just clearing all the jars in my cart. Mm -hmm. I will say, I don't. you brought up a spicy uh, garlic. Spicy pickle. garlic. I've yep. never had that, so I might be, that might be the next one that I get you into. You know, okay, I can do sweet if it's spicy. It has to be real spicy, though. Like, I don't want to taste mm -hmm. the sweet. I'd be, I'd be down for a sweet and spicy pickle. That's that's how I eat my wings. That's how I eat my pickles. I think, yeah, I think you'd enjoy it. Again, training wheels. We got to do... Uh, right. Oh, yeah. We'll get Still you in real it. slow. We're not going to force you to eat like a garlic dill right out the gate. That's, yeah, I don't think I'll ever love them, but I can snack on them from time to time. Be fatty and yeah, I will like take I, all the delicious ones, and we'll give you the sweet ones. It's fine. Yeah, I'll, uh, I'm, I'm all for it. I'll be a novice, a pickle novice. There you go, Justin. Let him know. Yeah. Justin said oh. pickled jalapenos, pickled bananas. Okay, now we're talking. So he now turned into Bubba. He turned into Bubba. Uh -huh. We're getting a Bubba Gump moment here. Yeah, pickle everything. Pickle garlic is delicious. I know that. Dad said deep fried pickles on fried bologna. Dad, I That's love That's delicious. Oh, I love my dad. Now I gotta get you some homemade. Uh, so my sister makes the bread and butter pickles, and spicy pickles, and all that stuff. So I'll have to sweet talk my sister into canning you some bread and butter pickles, so you can actually try like legit good bread and butter pickles. 
Okay. Because uh, my weird pet peeve with bread and butter pickles is I put them on a peanut butter sandwich. Hmm. <laughs> That's my, all you. No, my cousin, actually, my cousin Brent got me on this. And he said, here, he goes, there's creamy peanut butter and put some bread and butter pickles on it. I'm like, dude, that doesn't even sound right. He goes, just try a bite. And I was like, all right, I got to try a bite. And as soon as I try to bite, I'm like, there it is. I'm sold. And I would, it, mm, man, that's a good sandwich. I'd try it. That doesn't sound terrible. Do yeah. I have to? Uh, well, yes, strange, but you're part of Fat Boy Tuesday. Yes, you okay, have. Okay, I try it. I try it. I All will right. try it. All right. <laughs> so, you're using, you know, that quality. I mean, your sister makes them, so I'm sure it's high quality pickle. Oh, well, it's garden pickle. It's not. She has her own garden where she does her own salsa. Wow. Especially her triple X salsa that you really don't oh, taste. Salsa see, that's what I like. I like spicy. Yeah. I'm okay with spicy. Oh, I got some triple X stuff for you. You can have that all you want because that will. Well, I know it It comes in and goes out the same level of spice. You got to love capsaicin. <laughs> that's our favorite molecule in this house. <laughs> all right. So what are the, what are, now I know you got some deep fried pickles that you picked up. I do. clip. Yes. Right. She's showing these. She puts them in the air fryer. And they look perfect. And she puts them on Twitter and shows pictures of everybody else. Look at my deep fried pickles. Look at my perfectly deep fried pickles. And then I did you try it with ranch? Finally? Last night. How was oh, it? Oh, yeah. Amazing. Amazing. She never did with ranch. I, I told you, I, I'm you? a purist. So this was a big deal putting sure. pickle in ranch. So good. I know it's Ohio's national sauce, right? Everything is ranch in Ohio. <laughs> Close to it. I, except for Bri. Bri Bri's international sauce is barbecue sauce. Well, barbecue Absolutely. sauce is good. Or uh, 35 different kinds of mustard. Oh, I'm okay with that. Mustard. I'm team mustard yep. all the way. Yeah. Yep. Love it. Bri I was just explaining to my wife the four different types of mustards. The, oh, uh, see, the yellow the one Kansas is City. trash. The Carolina, the Texas, and the Memphis. Do you like the mustard barbecue sauce? You must. Absolutely. Definitely. Yeah. The gold barbecue sauce is. Mm -hmm. French's makes a good one. Yeah. Chicken nuggets. Or as some oh, people call them, boneless wings. <laughs> we don't have enough time to get into that. See? I told you she's great for Fat Boy Tuesday, Bri. <laughs> I have. <laughs> That'll have to be another discussion. Yes. That's a pet peeve. <laughs> so now, do you like the whole pickles? Now I'm gonna ask both of you. Like, do you like the slices, the the spears, the whole pickle? Like, how do you take your pickles? Because I, I personally like. We always keep the whole pickle here at the house, and some chips for sandwiches. But we gotta do the whole pickles. We don't do the yeah. spears that often. Yeah. No. If it's an emotional support pickle, I need the whole pickle whole. For stress eating and whatnot because that's a comfort food so i want the whole pickle i don't want just the little teas you know bry how did you come I up just, how i did just i just i just envisioned justin hovering over his uh his keyboard like for this <laughs> whole conversation just like waiting to uh to jump in on anything uh but no, all i do is you know i'm a novice like 
like Sherry said, yeah, I'm, I'm still learning. So it's it's just chips at this point. <laughs> well, Brian, we are going to have to take you to the Cleveland Tickle Fest. <gasps> when is that? We I should, don't know exactly. You know, we should infiltrate the, the Pittsburgh one. It's really big. Because the Heinz and the pickles and the pickle pin. You ever hear? Mm. No. Okay, I'm sorry I brought it up. Heinz, Pittsburgh. Come on, Sherry. Mm -hmm. I'm sorry. Now you're kicking Hunt's me off. Ketchup, much better. No, no, no. We're judging you right now. We're not kicking you off the show. We're judging you right now for saying <laughs> Heinz and Pittsburgh. I've never had a Heinz pickle, so I don't know if they're any good. I don't even know what a Heinz pickle is. I don't even use Heinz ketchup. <gasps> Are you, uh, what is it, red gold? Are you a red gold man? I am a Hunts man. Thank you Hunts. very much. Hunts. Hunts. Hunts or generic? Oh, generic. Whatever's cheapest. Exactly. <laughs> hey, I got kids. I, I'm not afraid. I know. I'm not judging. <laughs> like, I even saw, like, the big jar of pickles that was, like, four bucks. And it was, like, the mountain-sized, was it the Mount Olive mountain-sized yeah. jar of pickles? Yeah. I looked Those at the boys and said, guess what? This is coming in. It's like, it's coming <laughs> in the cart. We're coming in the house, boys. That's like oh. the... That's like the double wide, the double wide of pickles. Like, it looks like it should be sold at Costco, but it's not. That's what I'm buying. Now, is there now is there a sandwich that you will not put pickles on? This is a loaded question. Because <laughs> right. I was, remember we were talking about corned beef last night. Oh, I don't put them on any sandwiches. None, not one sandwich. You not put. one. Not one, not a hot dog, nothing. Not Damn. a burger? No nope. burger. <gasps> nope. But a burger needs a pickle. <laughs> Especially a cheeseburger needs a pickle or three. Coleslaw, lettuce, onions, sure. Coleslaw. That's about it. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Real he's, good. He's a coleslaw fan. All right. I'm not going to force you. Like I said, baby steps. <laughs> we are, we are, we're going to walk Bride down this pickle life. We'll each take a hand. We'll hold his hand. <laughs> <laughs> and we'll we'll go to the pickle fest and we'll slowly with one toothpick, one toothpick at a time. Like a baby bird. <laughs> we will bring Bri onto the pickle side. Just one. It might help if we go to the bar beforehand. I'll probably yeah. enjoy it a lot more. Probably. Well, hey, if we go to the bar, we could do picklebacks. Yeah. Oh, and I think I did one good, of those with uh, you one time. Pickle juice is wonderful recovery if you um run. I would do that. Right. Your electrolytes and salt. It's like the perfect energy drink post exercise. It replenishes everything you sweat out. So I'll try it. Hey, when I, I got the uh the dad of the year moment when I saw my kid walk out with a jar of pickles, no pickles in it, just drinking it straight from yes, the Yes. Like son, I yeah. love you. you. Are my child? No DNA test needed. <laughs> and then, uh, what's really funny is Hope's sitting there looking at me. Is he drinking that out of the jar? I'm like, yes. He it's is. good for him. It's very that good for him. Perfect, yeah. Buddy. I was like, two hands too. Just. <laughs> I do that too. I can't like not drink it before I toss the glass. I'm like, looking around. <laughs> Bry's loving this right now. Now here comes my dad, slaw dog and fries. There we go. That sounds right up my alley. And Justin says, I think we're going to have an aneurysm with this conversation. It's like, oh. <laughs> is he being on good behavior? 
<laughs> he is trying. Um, uh. Jay and Rally to tune in. Hey, y'all. Ham, Sherry, Cleveland. Pickles got Jay and Rally to tune in. Hell Heck yeah. Thank you for joining us. Yo. Excuse me. They're so versatile. You could use them for anything. You could make a sandwich. You get one of those big, giant pickles. You cut it in half, and then you put your meat and cheese, and then it's a sandwich. No? Okay, now you're, now you're taking it to a different level. But what about, like, deep-fried wrapped in bacon? That is – have you well, had it? Anything is good deep-fried wrapped in bacon. I mean, that's just that argument. I would eat my own shoe for deep fried wrapped bacon. All right. We're going to test that, Bri, by the way. And I want I want the orange Crocs from two. You have orange Crocs? I think I threw them out. I don't know if I got them anymore. Oh, no. That's sad. Let's have a moment for Bri's Crocs. It's been a while. They're comfy as hell. Cutting a pickle in half sounds painful. Here they all come. Now, all right. So, Sherry, we'll do one more pickle thing before we get into our top okay. three cards. So, what is your last pickle that you want to ask me and Bri? Okay. You're at a fancy party. Somebody brings over a tray of sliced pickles to use as hors d'oeuvres. What do you do? Fingers, toothpick, fingers and toothpick. All right, I would be nice and go. I would try to find a fork <gasps> first. Okay. If it's but. available, fork first. All right. Toothpick second. And then at that point in time, I look around about six times and then I'm just grabbing a handful and walking away from it. Okay. Respectable. I think Bri would just walk away from the tray. <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> Which ways to the bar? You see, yeah. I have a dilemma that um, Larry David pointed out in one of his episodes of Curb Your Enthusiasm, walking around with a toothpick by itself. You could stab somebody, like, by accident. <laughs> so it creates a lot of anxiety, I know, for me. So I'm going fingers. Yeah, but that toothpick isn't going to kill them. You might just wound them. But there's so much anxiety. What if they use those long bamboo ones? Those are strong. <laughs> Long bamboo those. toothpicks are very. Oh, <laughs> she's talking. She's talking about the skewers that we use for kebab. Yes. Yeah, you need a concealed carry for one of yes. those. See, <laughs> <laughs> you can take down, you know, <laughs> a wild boar <laughs> with one. Of those. Well, you got the uh, you got the dad kudos right now. Uh, my right. dad said I like Sherry, so all right. Dead approval. All right. Depends on what you stab. Jesus, God. Here we go. Depends on where you stab somebody. Um, Somebody said bacon. Here we go with the bacon comments. Bacon. Bacon. All right. Well, let's move on. Finish off this show. We'll do our top three. Finish the trivia. Let's do the trivia first, Bri. You said the team with the worst odds to win the division. Correct. Okay, and man, because South NFC South, no, no, I'm gonna go the Green Bay Packers. 
Not the Green Bay Packers. Damn. What's your second guess? There's I'll give you three strikes. Seattle Seahawks? Not the Seahawks. Okay. Last one. Las Vegas Raiders. That's not a bad guess. Uh, no, not the Raiders. Believe it or not, it's the Cardinals. Really? Yeah. I mean, Kyler's supposed to miss some time, but uh, and maybe people think that uh, that San Francisco is just going to run away with the division. But yeah, plus twenty four hundred for the Cardinals to win it. Wow. A little surprising. That okay? We did. We got one more quickle. Pickle question. Crinkle cut pickles or crate straight clean slice? I've only had the crinkle cuts. Right, yeah. That's all I can think of. Really? Yeah. I would say it depends on the sandwich for me. Of course you would, because you're bougie with your your East Coast sandwiches that you eat. With I your, hate a cheeseburger your is real bougie. Belly. With your fancy pickles and your spreads and you know all your fancy nuances over there where you got different numbers and names for a sandwich. Yeah. Yeah. Come in. Hey, give me the Larry. Yeah, the Larry. You know what I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. I see how it is. Now it's time for our top three. Which is Dream Cars, Bri. I sent you a picture. I cut her off. I know you sent me a picture. I don't know if I could bring it up on here. I don't know. That's, you know, above my knowledge of this program. So I could, I could, but I cannot do it now. If you, if you wanted me to, I could have. Oh, next time. Tell you got it. Exactly. Communication is key. (laughs) So Sherry, what are your top three dream cars? Do you want me to do the thing that my mom does where she holds up her phone to the computer and it's really embarrassing? I won't do that. <laughs> okay. Straight out the gate. This is not in order. No, this is in order. My number one dream car, a 68 Mustang Shelby Fastback. Wow. Okay. All right. Black or gunmetal. Gotcha. Not red. Okay. My number two. 1978 Cadillac Eldorado, hardtop. That could be any color. Red, mm-hmm. white. You know you want to land yacht in red. Yeah, so the cops can find you. Exactly. <laughs> and yeah. my number, my number three, would be the newest uh, Porsche 911, whatever it is. I'm not picky. Wow. So it, now, is it Porsche or Porsche? Porsche, Porsche, because uh, uh. I want I want the uh, Bry mark it down. I want the Browns offensive line coach Bob Wiley's car that he could. <gasps> oh, do. the rolls. I thought. Oh, wait, no, no, Maserati. Maserati. Maserati? Yeah. So, Bry, <laughs> give me your top three cars. You're gonna make me follow that. My goodness, I'm vastly <laughs> underprepared for this top three after hearing that. My oh, you're you want, here. You want me to go? Here, no, go. I'll I'll go because uh, it's very anticlimactic. Because to tell you the truth, I'm not huge car guy. I appreciate Wait, them. Let me, see. let me do the thing that my mom does. Look at how embarrassing that is. <laughs> see, there they are all together. Very nice. 
I like it. Living the dream. Um, yeah, we'll go through mine quickly. Three is a Tesla. What kind of Tesla? I don't know. That's more, um, that's more so attainable. You don't have to win the lotto for that um, one. <laughs> for me, I'd have to win the lotto. My <laughs> wife, even if I had three hundred thousand dollars in the bank, my wife's not letting me buy a Tesla. So, oh man, party um, pooper. <laughs> but just uh, just being in one a couple times, I think they're pretty cool. So uh, a lot of a lot of gadgets and you know all the frills of uh, of the technology with the Tesla. Sure, the number three. Um, yeah, yeah. The the fire that comes up there and you can feel the heat. Nice. Or uh, I swear, my uncle had one that I think was a whoopee cushion. And I can't remember if you started smelling a fart when that whoopee cushion went off, but uh, <laughs> I, I'm I'm dead serious. I can't remember. You might have been able to. Just blows my mind. So, not that that's the reason I would get it, but kind of the reason I would get it. Um, so number two, I don't even know if they still make them, but Dodge Challenger was pretty cool a couple years ago. Yeah. Um, yeah. If they still make them cool. Give me an orange one. Um, and my number one, I need a truck. Give me a Ford Raptor. If I if I hit that um, status to where I'm able to buy my dream car, I'm not going to need a truck to haul a bunch of stuff. I'm not going to need a real powerful truck. Give me a plane you want a truck. Pretty so truck. Give me, That's give me the, yeah, pretty. give me the Raptor. Let me cruise around in that. All right. So in the comments, we have everybody's the, getting excited. General Lee, the DeLorean with the flux compositor and the A Team van. Craig said a 69, a Roadrunner, a 68 Camaro, and a 23 Corvette. And Justin said he thought about a Tesla, but he didn't know if he wanted to add a charger to the house. Understandable. Sure. All right, Bryce. So my top three, um, my number one, I'll start number one first, is I want a decked out Suburban. I want the big old... I want to be like Tony Soprano smoking a cigar, rolling up on somebody, cracking the window. Hell yeah. And just like, <laughs> where you give, you know, 12 dead bodies are fitting in the back of that thing. And we're just rolling out. We're having a good time. Uh, number two for me is a 1933 Ford Coupe. I want the ZZ Top car. I know what you're talking about. 33, 40, on a 100 year old car? Yeah. I, I want the ZZ top car i remember watching crazy. those videos as a kid with the she's got legs coming out and getting out of that little coupe car with the reverse doors and i just want one i don't know why i saw one in vegas at a car show i have an honorable mention before i get to my last one brian my honorable mention is bigfoot i want the truck bigfoot sure i understand okay. that gotta have a monster truck gotta bring out the hillbilly in me and my other one is a Audi R8. I love the look of them. They're sleek. They're fast. Give me one in orange, and all the other ones will be orange because that is Brian and I's favorite color is orange. So uh, let's see here. Station Wagon from the National Lampoon Vacation is on here. Yeah. <laughs> with springs everywhere in the suspension. There we go. <laughs> see, this is This is getting great. But, I mean, they, you have so many cars to choose from. But, like, I mean, Brian, I'm kind of with you. You need a truck. You got to have a truck at some point in time. And Sherry put out the poll, and I believe truck won. Truck had, won, yeah. 
I believe she said, if you had to pick a car, would you rather have like exotic, you know, sedan, truck, and truck kind of won out. So we're a bunch of hillbillies on this show, I guess. <laughs> would, would, would Could I have put it in an RV? Because I might change one of my answers to an RV. Wow. I mean. Now, are I, you talking about the quarterback RV at Berea? Anything. Anything that I can just drive around, and when I get tired, I can just pull off and I can yeah. sleep, and I can live there for, I don't know, two, three, four days, however long, until I feel, like, motivated enough to move again, and then, hey, drive somewhere else. They make some really fancy, like, all the, like, the oh. tour buses for, like, the right. rock bands and stuff. Yeah. I saw one that was two floors. I've, I've seen, uh, you know, you go upstairs, and there's, like, a loft up there. It's just wow. it's nuts. Let's yeah, see. that might be one of mine. That's a Bat- good one. Here's another one. Batmobile with integrated bat pod in case the cops show up. Here we go. Like that. <laughs> why not? Why not? All right. So we're here to end the show. Thank you, everybody that has joined in and watched. Thank you, Sherry, for our Fat Boy Tuesday with Pickle in our top three. Uh, Justin has informed me of a top three for next week. Bry. We might have, depending on the how the offseason goes, I'm pretty sure no other Browns news is going to happen. How would you like to do the uh, the Mount Busmore next week with Casey on the show with us? I was just about to ask you about that. I was going to wait till we get off until uh, the show ends, but yeah, I, I was going to remind me, you that. Uh, let me go to, get a hold of Casey. We'll do the Mount Busmore next week with Casey on the show with us, and we'll cool. just have roundtable discussion with it and just have fun with it um on that note sherry thank you so much for everything bry god bless him yep god bless you god bless america all right i am that fat guy we want to thank our troops and first responders for everything you guys do for us we appreciate everything you do we want to thank city dogs cleveland for sponsoring our show along with harold keel and lake area apa and as i always say at the end of the show adopt that dog all right, look at that face. Rocky. Rocky. Oh, good boy. Good boy. Right. Get it. All right. On that note, we are oh. unloaded <laughs> and we are out. Thank you guys so much for watching. See you next week. Play it.